I think it was because uh, Teddy had no previous experience with this and I didn't feel confident enough to just go with the flow and do the recruitment mm -hmm. as we are with, with technical people. We actually improved the process a lot. Hello everyone and welcome back to the second season of uh, Hackcast. Hello Ivo. Hey Rado. Where are we? Uh, we are uh, right now at our Hackcast recording studio, which is just a room in our office uh, in Sofia, our Hacksoft office in Sofia. Do you notice anything new in the studio? Um, I think Teddy's here. Hi, Teddy. She's behind the camera. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What, well, please do, do a, tour, a studio tour. Well, we are trying to definitely improve the quality here, shooting from three different angles. Yep. And having angle some... one, angle two, and angle three. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so for, for those of you that are actually watching a video, it should be it should be improved and the audio should be improved. Yep. We are using some new microphones, some headphones. Things should be way better and yep. we are definitely trying to improve it. Yeah, and it's uh, it's been a while. I think our last episode from season one was in uh, 2019, something like this. Uh, then the pandemic came and other things were happening. But now we are uh, actually good to go and we are ready with uh, season two. Uh, I am Rado. I am the CEO of Hacksoft. I'm Ivo. I'm the CTO here. Yeah, so Rado, Radoslav is the full name, Ivo, Ivaivo. Ivaivo, the full name. The full name, yeah. Uh, and for uh, season two of Hacksoft, we, not season two of Hacksoft, but for season two of Hackcast, we plan on doing 10 episodes and we plan on covering uh, different topics uh, from inside the company, basically discussing uh, how we operate and manage things. Um, there are going to be technical topics and also there are going to be non-technical topics. And uh, I think that's about that's about it. Yeah, yeah, we'll try to make interesting content and we will be very happy if you have feedback and questions uh, so we can make it more interesting for you, the end users and the viewers. Uh, Hackcast season two is going to be distributed to like all major... Hopefully everywhere. Yeah, yeah podcasting platforms. And uh, also we're going to be uh, on YouTube with video. That's why we, that's why we have the cameras and we're shooting with, with the cameras. Uh, and yeah, th this is this is the introduction for the first episode of season two. We are going to talk about hiring, uh, which is a pretty interesting topic. Uh, the so let's let's set the scene. Uh, in twenty twenty two, this is still still the current year. I think we did our uh, we did the most hiring we ever did as a company. Yeah, I think and so. we did this hiring in uh, the standard way where we have a job of uh, a job description at some place. We do interviews and there is a process and we actually learned some things and we want to share and discuss what was happening this year, what the process was and where are we right now. And for us, we, we did some some classic hiring last year too, 2021. But before that, we we kind of we didn't have the need to do classic hiring and the whole thing was pretty new to us, yeah. yeah. Mainly because we we used to have an academy, and yeah. most of the hiring we did was through this academy, which was like the easy mode of hiring. This is like yeah. picking the top the top people from our courses, uh, knowing exactly what they know, what exactly they don't know, yeah. knowing yeah, if yeah. they're going to fit the company culture because we spent the last six months with them and we we pretty much know those people. So 
it was pretty new experience to mm -hmm. us and it was interesting i mean yep we definitely have a lot to share yeah so uh, the the last course uh for for our academy was uh, 2019 yeah so when we had the need to hire more people we had to go to the standard way and standard process of doing it mm -hmm. and this year we had three hiring sessions uh basically we started the year with uh looking for some tech talent back-end front-end developers we are mostly working with python django uh, react javascript typescript so we were looking for folks with this kind of background we also had the hiring session for uh, for the marketing for the marketing team which was uh pretty new to us and then I think like a month ago, we or like two months ago, we finished our third hiring session for this year, which was again focused uh, towards tech people because we needed to hire more uh, front-end and uh, back-end back developers because we had more work to do, basically. And for this particular episode about hiring, we're going to uh, perhaps focus more on the process. And if this is interesting for, for the folks watching, we may add one more episode where we talk more about how do we pick people? How do we make the, the final decision? Can we give some tips? And perhaps can we give some business uh, arguments about when do we decide to start hiring? Uh, yes, because this is also interesting, but right now we're going to focus more, more on the process. Right. And I think, I think we should start uh, from last year, 2021, because uh, we also did some, and I have notes here, uh, we also we also did some hiring and we actually hired six people last year uh, when we established our QA team. We hired two QA engineers, yeah. uh, one front-end developer and three back-end developers. So we also did some classical hiring, let's let's put it this way. Because, right, yeah. yeah. Uh, and for me last year the process was uh, a bit a bit chaotic, perhaps, because it was the first time we were actually doing something like this mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and the thing that i remember uh was that the the process was okay we we, we have we have a, a a job posting somewhere and then people are applying and the question is what happens next so i think the very the very first thing that we did was we had a spreadsheet like a google spreadsheet with uh, all, all 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 the applications and we were trying to basically schedule interviews. And the thing that we were doing was me and you at the same time, as, since it was during the pandemic, all interviews were online, yeah. basically no, no in-person interviews. But the, the very first meeting between us and the potential candidate was an hour-long online meeting mm -hmm. uh, where it was me and you, and we were discussing uh, technical and also non-technical, mostly non-technical stuff, but also some technical stuff. And after this hour-long online interview, uh, we were sending to the people like a takeaway problem to solve uh, because we were hiring for tech roles. So we had a prepared problem uh, that we wanted to see a solution. And after, after we, we received the solution, we were doing a technical interview. And that's about it. Uh, after the technical interview, it was either there's an offer on the table and we discuss the offer or there's like no offer on the table and we, we don't proceed with, with, the, with the candidate. And this was, this was the situation last year, 2021. And when we started and we were doing this like Q1 2021 oh, yeah. between January and March. So it was like a long time ago. And in the beginning of 2022, uh, we 
like needed more people and we went to the to the hiring process again but with some improvements and i think the first improvement that you and i discussed was there is no need for both of us mm-hmm. to be at the same time for every for every candidate remember this yeah yeah i remember this definitely uh it was definitely time consuming for, mm. for both of us to, yeah. to jump in an interview and it was especially kind of wasteful sometime because uh, yeah. the first interview is just you know hello who are you yeah uh, there was something about you i mean before we have some code on the table, especially for the technical interviews, be- uh, before we had some, I know, uh, assignments and, mm. and then some some solution back, so we can discuss something code-wise, uh, it was pretty wasteful for me, of course, in terms of time yeah. for for both of us to be in an interview. So that's, I think, the point where we decided to do phone interviews first. Yeah, yeah. So 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 the context is we are still a relatively relatively small company, like twenty six people right now. And we don't have an HR department. Yeah. So interviews are done by uh, me, Ivo, and Kamen, Kamen yeah. uh, usually. And we were, me and Ivo, going to every interview, always being both present. And this was really, for us, it was, ta- uh, it was uh, time consuming. And other things were suffering because of this. And the, f- the very first thing that we decided starting this year was, okay, let's split like there are a couple of steps that we can do like i will take one candidate you will take the other candidate and if there is a promising candidate at some point we will do an interview where are where we are like the both Mm -hmm. or even three people from 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 hacksoft or other people from hacksoft uh so we can uh conduct a more like thorough interview with, with more people in the room but uh, we decided there's no need for for the two of us and we decided to start with phone screenings uh, i think this was this was the moment that i realized phone screenings are actually a good idea because i remember thinking in 2021 that phone screenings are not a good idea and that's why we, we were starting straight away with our long uh online meeting so we decided okay whoever applies for the positions that we have and for the positions we kind of wrote a good description for our backend role, wrote a good description for the front-end role, posted them on uh, DevBG, DevBG. Yeah. Like we, this is interesting, we posted it only on a single platform, like nothing else, and it was enough. I think that makes sense for, for, for Bulgaria, because yeah. this is the main thing people use nowadays in terms of IT job boards. So we just wrote a description, put it in the job platform of, uh, of DevBG, DevBG, and people started applying. And again, spreadsheet, I think we're still using spreadsheet and it's working for the volume of applications that we have. And the thing that we were doing was give it, send a nice email, a nice email description to, to the applicant about what the process is and then do the phone screening. Mm-hmm. And the general idea of the phone screening was first, uh, it was like 30 minutes and those were the the longer the longer calls you usually need 15 to 20 minutes to uh ask the 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 questions why are you applying and uh what's your experience and from 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 my experience just asking those two questions you don't need to have like a script with other questions to ask because uh, depending on the answers you can then follow up and actually realize why the candidate is applying, mm-hmm. which is actually important for us to know uh, their motivation. And also, uh, are they going to fit our, our needs? Because 
even if we say we are looking for someone with at least three years of experience, uh, people will still apply even if they don't, if they don't have yes. even if they don't, don't have the experience. And phone screenings were like a big plus for us because uh, we were more uh, effective for for the volume of applica applicants that we had, and we were kind of. It was easier, I think, for the applicants. It was easier because there were there was no visual element, like you're not going to the office of someone, being mm -hmm. there present or uh, being in front of a camera. Mm -hmm. It was less stressful for the applicants. Just just talking on a phone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hello, I'm Rado from Hacksoft. I'm calling you about the interview, and this was scheduled in advance. And I just want to talk. It was non technical. Why are you applying? What's your experience? Let's let's just talk. Mm -hmm. And this, this actually puts the writing goal to descending the task way earlier yep. in the process because we don't like to do a huge interview before sending a uh, uh, task and receiving yep. some code. Yep. I think no matter how, how many years of experience you have, the best way to talk technically with a person is looking at the code they yep. did and yep. discussing details around the code. Because, you know, in theory, you, you may know a lot. In theory, you yep. may have a lot of experience, but... I mean, if we are both staring at the code and discussing it, mm. this is, I think, the most value out of the interview. Yeah. And this short phone call interview and then just sending the task is, I mean, was deal breaker for us because it is kind of way early in the process. Here is the task. Send, send us back some code. Take a week, take yep. two weeks, take whatever time, time you need. Just just apply, uh, re reply with some code so we can yeah discuss so we can have code and do the proper technical interview. Te proper technical interview exactly. So the the thing that we did differently compared to last year, the first thing was we introduced phone screenings and this helped us uh, like uh, sift through different candidates yeah. at an earlier stage. Uh, the other thing that we started using was uh, Calendly. Uh, because in 2021, last year, we were scheduling interviews with emails like, uh, is this particular date and time suitable for you? Please tell me. And then it's not. And it's a lot of back and forth emails. So I think starting this year, we, we just uh, purchased uh, Calendly Pro mm -hmm. accounts mm -hmm. or whatever the subscription is. And we created uh, specific calendars for, for the interviewing for the phone screenings, for the technical interviews. And uh, actually this was also a great improvement because now I can go there and say, this is my schedule for this week. This is when I can be available for doing interviews. And then the, the applicants, they just pick, yeah. pick a date. So yeah. this was this was a big plus. And as you say, after the phone screening, we usually send a problem to solve, mm -hmm. like solve it uh, on your own, in your home. And whenever there is a solution and we receive back a solution, we are in a position to make a proper technical interview uh, because we have a code to look at and we have a code to uh, like go through, talk about, reason about. And I think this is something that we are actually doing pretty well because if you try doing technical interviews out of thin air, for me, it always looks a bit, uh, how to say, random and a bit not like th this is not what you're going to do in your in your day-to-day -day job absolutely right? yeah Let, let's put it this yeah. way there is like a set of technical questions that normally gets in the interview and people are like prepared yeah. for them and you may try to think of some different set of questions mm -hmm. to you know try to catch them off guard but yeah that doesn't really make sense i mean what makes sense for me is just take your time be at home yeah 
take a week, take two weeks even. We were given seven days in the beginning, ten days now. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. And if you know if you know what you're doing, the task should be like five, five hours of work or, or four hours, something like that. I something. Mean, it is not like two weeks full of working yeah. on this yeah, task, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, because people normally go to work and yeah. uh, have come, they, they they have some other things to do. Yeah. So so take your time, think about it. Write some code, refactor, send the best possible thing you can send, yep. without, of course, over engineering, doing some 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 crazy stuff, and yep. the most important thing, do it yourself, because after that you're going to uh, iterate on top of it, ask questions. Hey, what is this code doing? How how is it working? Okay, yep. you're using the something in Django. Let's say, what is this? How is it working? And then we have a lot of a, a lot to talk about. Yeah which gives us really good idea of how you think do you do you even think and do you know the subject matter yeah yeah do you do you know the, the technology or you can think pretty pretty good but you just you just don't know the technology something that we can uh, work with and we can uh, improve over time uh, do you do you know the different uh, let's say components of the framework or yep. or the language itself and yep. yeah uh, and again this all comes down from sending a reasonably scoped problem. Yeah. As you mentioned, it should not be like two full weeks of work because Absolutely. then you, you, you don't have the time to do mm -hmm. it. But rather, I think a day or two are pretty much uh, like good enough. And for example, for, 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 for Django, we hire quite a lot of Django folks yeah. or, or, or folks with Python knowledge. And then we, we teach them Django. Uh, usually we, we give a problem that says implement in Django. <laughs> and then there's some some problem outline, and I really like this because when I when I look at the solution, usually the first question that I ask is, "Oh, we have models. So what's the general idea of models? What's the the role of the ORM?" Mm -hmm. And then I can understand if this particular uh, applicant uh, has some general Django knowledge, and then I follow up with questions related to the database, to the relational database. And then I understand if there are some knowledge about the relational database or you've just learned how to use models uh, and you're not pretty sure what's happening uh, behind, behind the scenes. And yeah, problems are, are great, are great too. And I think we will just continue using problems. Uh, and a side note here, it takes some effort to write a good problem. Of and course. I think we learned this. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem that we were, the problems that we were using for the third hiring session this year are much better than the problems that we were using in the beginning of the year. But uh, this took some time because you want to design a problem that's reasonably scoped for one or two days, uh, covers a lot of things that you want to ask and are not like dumb or stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. also important <laughs> because you can design something that's dumb, stupid or dumb uh, and it's not, it's, yeah. Yeah, I noticed or boring couple of things there. Yeah. So people don't really ask questions if they don't if they don't get some part of the assignment. So this is part of the 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 whole idea of the task. If you don't understand something, just 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 write an email. Say, yep. hey, uh, am I understanding this in the right way? This is part yep. of the development job. I mean, you cannot just take some decisions and do it on your own without yep. without asking. And people definitely struggle uh, trying to explain what they did. Yeah. I think. In every interview that you receive an assignment, a task, mm. and you send some code back, you need to properly understand what what you have done yep. and find a way to just explain it to someone that is not in your shoes. Yep, exactly. 
And with this ad, uh, this was our first hiring session this year. We did, I have the numbers here, 20 interviews, which is not right. that much, but still. Mm -hmm. And we ended up hiring uh, three people. All right. From from those from those 20 interviews, and I personally felt much better than what we did last year because last year was uh, scrappy, chaotic. We just need to hire and was. Like you were, we were just figuring it out uh, on the go, as we usually do. So starting this year, things were uh, things were much better with the introduction of phone screenings, introduction of Calendly, and uh, actually just improving the overall process. And then we had, like uh, in the summer, we had a second session, which was also new to us because we were looking to hire for uh, a marketing position which was completely new because for, for a tech position, even though we don't have that much of a experience uh, or we didn't have that much of experience back then uh, hiring, you are a software developer and you have some intuition, you have you, you can you can conduct uh, or learn pretty, pretty quickly to conduct technical interviews. But then again, we had to start a new hiring uh, session, this time for, for a marketing position. And uh, the thing that, I'm that I have highlighted here, big kudos to Teddy, she's over there. Uh, she actually managed most of it uh, with, with my help. And we ended up hiring uh, like the, the, the best person for the job. And that's, that's Iveta, you can read more about her in our blog. I'm not sure if it's the latest blog article, but it's one of, one of the latest. And uh, for me, it was it was pretty interesting, and because I didn't feel confident enough because because it was not technical, I think uh, with Teddy we sat down and we we made the process like really well structured, really really well structured, with the spreadsheet. We 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 wrote down scripts, like how do you conduct this this particular interview. Uh, we we actually took inspiration from our technical process for marketing. Mm -hmm. In order to apply for marketing in Hacksoft, it was the same. We started with phone screening, and perhaps the the little change from our first session was we we did phone screenings. But yet, even if you even if you feel that this is not the right candidate, you still send that candidate a problem to solve and you still do a technical interview. Yes. And most of the time the technical interviews were not good and you just say, oh, this, you're, you're not there yet. You're mm -hmm. not there yet. Mm -hmm. So with, with Teddy, we decided to uh, make it very, very clear. We do phone screening, but this does not guarantee you that you go to the next phase. Right. Next phase is we had like four marketing problems to solve, which were pretty fun. The fourth problem was send us your top five memes, <laughs> it was great. Uh, and uh, we, we communicated this, there are no guarantees that you will go from one phase to the another phase. And if we feel like you're not a good fit or match, we will just send an email and say to you, this this is it, you're not, you're not going to continue with the process. And we did like technical interviews based on the solutions, mm -hmm. which is pretty much very similar to how we interview for for, for technical people, but we were checking the marketing problem solutions right. and discussing them, which was uh, also pretty pretty good. And the thing that we also changed was we were not limited by, by how many interviews we want to do after the technical interview. Because usually the, the first time th that we did hiring this year, it was one most of the time. And it was, do you take the offer or not? Mm -hmm. 
and we were not looking for culture fit at all the first time this year. For the marketing position, we were doing sometimes two, sometimes three, sometimes I think even more interviews after the technical one, which were non-technical, expectation management, offer discussion, again, talking about technicalities. And we wanted to be sure that the person is going to have the right fit for the company. And we, what was it? I think we did uh, 30 interviews and we ended up hiring, uh, we ended up hiring the right person. And I think it was because uh, Teddy had no previous experience with this and I didn't feel confident enough to just go with the flow and do the recruitment mm -hmm. as we are with, with technical people. We actually improved the process a lot. That's great. I didn't yeah. really take part in any of the marketing yeah. interviews, so I don't have much to say here, but it seems we did the right pick. So yeah. I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, did, we, did, we did pick the right person. And because of this, because we actually structured our process better for the marketing department, when, when the time came for our third hiring session, which ended up like two months ago, mm -hmm. uh, we, I kind of took everything from the marketing and just reapplied it for, for the technical position. And I think we were pretty, the la, the la, for the last hiring session, we were pretty good. Uh, because first of all, it was me, you, and Kamen. Kamen mm. is our VP of engineering. So we had, uh, are we making a pause? We have four minutes. Okay. I think we're going to. Okay. Uh, yeah. It was the three of us doing interviews in parallel because we had quite a lot of applicants. We used Calendly and we were extremely explicit and specific in the emails that we were sending about what the process is. Like there are four phases. There are no guarantees that you're going to go between different phases. Mm -hmm. We started with phone screenings. We wrote better problems for, for the folks to solve. And we didn't limit ourselves for how many interviews we were going to conduct with them. And sometimes we were doing like two technical interviews, three technical interviews, three interviews after the technical one, because we were looking for a culture fit. And we even did some lunches. Yeah. And the thing that was entirely new, because we were still kind of recruiting as in the pandemic, uh, as if we are in the pandemic, we actually uh, asked some of the applicants to come and have lunch with us mm -hmm. so we can see each other like in person and just have a normal conversation. And this was also extremely helpful. It was. It was. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's wrap uh, Hackcast season two, episode one, hiring. Let's uh, let's wrap it. And what are your takeaways for from all the hiring that we did this year? I think we we hired something like in total uh, seven or seven to eight seven to eight people we hired mm -hmm. in total mm -hmm. this year. So it was a pretty big year for us. My biggest takeaway is that probably the most important thing in the whole in the whole process is the so-called vibe check. All right. Uh, the, this this is basically something that we are monitoring through the whole process and uh, taking some notes. You know, understanding if the person is going to fit the company culture, if the person is going to feel the vibe and feel good in this company. Yeah. And sometimes, like a lot of the times, I just don't like a candidate for some reason. Mm. And it's like, mm, not that he was not good in the 
uh, first interview nor the second interview yep. nor the third interview I just something that you know I don't have an objective reason to say no yeah and I'm okay let's go to the next interview let's go to the next interview and after like four interviews that's the point where I'm okay now I see the reason why and we have an objective reason so my probably biggest takeaway is to uh, uh, believe in my um, gut feeling. Gut, feel, yeah. gut feeling, yeah, yeah. Vibe check rider. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vibe check rider is good. Uh, and you know, don't do four interviews if I don't feel the person in the first one. Yeah, I think uh, this this is extremely important because uh, in previous year and even in the beginning of this year, we were doing quite a lot of uh, interviews that. We were pretty sure this is not the right person for us, but we were, we were still trying to give give him or give her a chance and do more interviews and do more interviews. And at some point you're like, it's not going to work. Yeah. So I think we learned this kind of the hard way, but we learned to uh, trust our gut feelings because the vibe check, as you say, uh, is extremely important because this person is going to come in the company and is going to work with all of us. And if we don't like each other or we don't click yeah, it's pretty hard. And usually all the folks that we hired and somehow didn't pass the vibe check, they ended up leaving at some point because this, this is what usually happens when you work at a place where you also don't like the vibe and you also don't don't click with with the rest of the team. So th this was an important lesson. Yeah, if you don't like the vibe, probably the vibe is not going to like you either. So at some point, <laughs> at some point, the roles are just going to split. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it is really important. The vibe check is like... I think it's way more important than the technical knowledge because technical knowledge is something that we know how to teach people. We exactly. know how to how to train them doing the things. But if you don't pass the vibe check, it's exactly. it not exactly. going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Technical, we can we can teach them because we are good at this. We have quite a lot of experience with the academy. Attitudes, it's harder. Which to me as a developer, as an extremely pragmatic person, is really, really hard for me because mm -hmm. you know, I don't have a checklist of a vibe check it's just you know the <laughs> feeling and the feeling, yeah. it's when i'm doing a technical interview i have my own checklist do mm. does the uh, candidate understand this 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 and that but when you're doing a vibe check you don't have a checklist you just yeah. feel the person which is which is hard for me yeah and it's extremely important and i think we are getting better at this uh for me the takeaways from this year uh i will be more on the pragmatic side of things like have a really well-defined uh, interview process where all, all of the folks that are going to conduct interviews, you should get together and just figure it out. Uh, phone screenings are a must. I, I did a lot of phone screenings this year and it's it's a better way to uh, get a feeling for the candidate before you, you continue and you, you don't have to waste that much time, especially if there's a lot of volume. Again, it's... Usually the three of us with Kamen uh, doing interviews right now, so we don't have an HR department and we cannot process that much of a volume. So phone screenings, sending extremely explicit emails with the process to the candidates from the very beginning. Okay. For example, for the last hiring session, what we wrote to everyone was we do phone screening with every single applicant no matter if we think you're not a good fit i will call you and i will give you some reasons why you're not a good fit for for the position or and perhaps if i can i i, I will help you and this is this this i think this is personal but sometimes you just want to give advice and give guidance to to people and we were doing quite a lot of this mm -hmm. uh, i think i helped like a bunch of people find jobs on different places 
uh, because they were not a good fit for us, but they are a good fit for someplace else. So extremely explicit email. We call everyone. There are no guarantees that you will go to the next phase of the interview process. And if you don't go, we will be very quick with the email sending and saying, uh, thank you for your time. Uh, this is it. Well-written problems, because then you can conduct a proper technical interview on the yeah. solutions. Mm -hmm. And then finally, as you mentioned, the vibe check, the vibe check is, it's like every interview that you do with the person is some kind of a vibe check, but sometimes you feel that this person can fit, but you need more time with, with that person. And we do more interviews, we do lunches like in person. And uh, finally, like send an offer, perhaps send an offer a bit early to discuss financial terms, because this is also important. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't meet at the financial terms uh, level. And uh, that's about it. This helped us pick the right, per the, the right people for us. And we will most probably continue doing this. We will most probably have the need for more people. So I think we can do hiring episode two, but this time, how do we decide who to pick? More on vibe check. Okay. Some tips and tricks for people who are actually applying. Mm -hmm. And we'll see. I if, have a lot of tips for this. Yeah, I think I think that this is going to be pretty much enough for for episode two. And I think if we can put some business, but let's let's we will get more into more businessy details perhaps later in season two. So let's do a second episode for hiring because we have some more things to share, and then we will figure out the rest of it after it after this. All right, and that's it. Teddy, are you happy? Thank you very much, Teddy. Uh, this is Hackcast Season 2, Episode 1, Hiring. I am Rado, this uh, is Ivo, Ivo, and Teddy is behind the camera. Thank you for watching and listening.